0: What up, Anchor? It's Matt from Made From Scratch, and this Saturday for The Extra Mile, I want to talk a little bit about the finance industry, and uh, there's a couple of segments, so for this episode, I'm going to break it up into a couple of different pieces, and one of the main things that I've noticed is that there's a lot of industries that are being disrupted, obviously, by technology and And more importantly to me is what's being disrupted by critical or creative thinking and uh, building business models that are truly unique. And when it comes to banking, you know, the big banks, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, so on, they're very rigid um, in their thinking. And I'm I'm especially talking about in dealing with small business or startups, right? So one of the main messages that I want to spread is that as much as we can, we ought to start supporting local banks. And uh, one of the reasons is I was talking to a uh, loan broker client of ours, and he was really describing the way that small banks have the ability to not just not just listen because you know, the, the marketing credo of pretty much every financial institution is we're the bank that listens, but they, at the small level or the local level, actually can listen beyond, what their um, algorithmic or, or mechanical selection says. So if, if you otherwise would likely get turned down for a loan from a big bank or your small business, let's say you just had like a bad month um, of business, but for the last five, you've been doing fantastic. And during that one month, you. ...missed a credit card payment or some other such thing and it damaged your credit score. That's the kind of thing that a big bank doesn't really hear, even if they listen, because when they enter your data in the computer, all it sees is your credit score would dip below 600 for a month or whatever it is. So when you go to a local bank and you deal with a broker, which I'll talk about um, in in a future segment on this episode... Um, they have the ability not just to listen to your issue, but to actually think creatively and outside of the box to figure out, are you really, truly as big of a risk as the paper might say, or is it truly that there was just, you know, this, this hiccup or something happened or, you know, they understand life and yeah, it'd be great if we all had um, perfect records, but we don't. And so I think, you know, if you're, if you're in the finance industry, you're interested or need um, in that area, you know, going to VCs, which again I'll talk about a little bit later, um, is not always the right path. And there might be a traditional banking product, which ultimately is usually a, a lower rate of return than, let's say, a venture or a private investor. So there's value there. You just have to know where to go. And uh, if, you, if you stay tuned, you'll find out a little bit more about that. I touched on this in the first segment but you know in terms of branding for banks one of the things that you'll notice is that it's one of the least creative industries uh, in terms of the advertising the branding the marketing usually the logo and the overall color schemes are pretty good and they're memorable you know if you see a Bank of America logo you remember that if you see TD Bank you remember that they're often pretty good with catchy slogans Bank human that kind of thing but you know over and above all, and if you talk to bankers at these banks, one of the things that they like to say is that they they listen. They truly listen. And that's not the most important thing that you want from a bank because anybody can listen and basically listening is not sitting in a room while I talk um, and your ears happen to be there unimpeded. It's it's really getting where that person's coming from. And what's, what's bad about some of the big banks is that the people can listen And they get what's going on and they might even empathize or sympathize with you um, if you're not in a position to get a bank a bank loan from an institution like that but the the systems that they have are not really set up for outside of the box thinking or creative product development Um, and you know part of that is because if you the bigger you get as a business you do need to commodify a lot of the things that you do so I'm not even saying necessarily that this is a you know that they're bad the big banks in this in this regard um, in terms of what they offer but the branding is you know for any big bank (laughs) listening out there you know you need to be the bank that can help that can do something and we don't as consumers need to hear that we just need to know that um, I think it's become sort of a very endemic quality of branding and marketing that people believe that the surface level broad stroke or the communication itself makes something transform. Like just because you say your bank is the one that listens or we're the bank that's here to help doesn't mean shit at all. Um, if you then go into that bank and you don't get the service that you're looking for. So, you know, in terms of branding, uh, for the big banks, I think they, they need to take a look at that because what's underneath the brand needs to match. Um, otherwise, it's it's irrelevant. And back to the point I made in the previous section is that if you if you're supporting a local bank, um, you know they're definitely out to compete, so they're they're more likely to help, and they have solutions that you might not even think of because why would you unless you're in banking? I mean, it's a very complicated process for something very simple. And, um, you know, one of the aspects of this local level banking that's important are loan brokers. And, you know, that's like, it's almost like a dirty word, you know, and here hear loan broker and you think about that because most people don't understand money and they know that people get ripped off every day. And if you're trading money for money, that's like about the riskiest opportunity to, to get screwed. Um, but that doesn't mean that a loan broker inherently is out to get you or that they're, uh, somehow malevolent. There are plenty of loan brokers out there that all they really want to do is make sure that small business owners, um, or people get access to the money that they need to grow, develop, and do their thing. And so in the next section, um, on this episode, I'll be talking more about that and, uh, sort of how that process works. Loan brokers. Again, like I said before, seems to be a dirty word to some people. And I think it's really because most people haven't been a broker or a sales agent. Um, You know, I guess fewer people than I really um, than I really knew just don't even know what they do. So they hear middleman and they think no value because for most people who've never middleman something, they think all it is is one person hands you something and you hand something over, and you get you know, for a broker one to 3% of the loan for doing that, So um, you know, or higher if it's a higher risk loan. But that's really not what it's supposed to be. You know, the person doing the middlemanning is, is representing value to both sides of the equation and this is something that people don't quite understand. Yeah, you can go to any bank yourself and go through the process and get a loan. And in fact, we're in a society now where direct-to-consumer is like the gospel and and, and that adding any, quote, friction along the way seems to be viewed as a problem. And that's just faulty thinking because, um, First of all, a bank doesn't really give a fuck about you. They really don't. They've got no incentive to unless you're already banking with them, right? Um, or if, if you represent a big opportunity for them. And, so, and they can lose any one customer, right? Now, a loan broker, for example, has a relationship with a bank where they direct people to that bank for specific types of products that they know that bank handles really well. So a bank, especially a smaller bank, is more likely to wanna talk to a loan broker than you. Really, frankly, because you represent maybe one loan, maybe one account of loans in the future, but that broker could represent 100 loans or accounts of loans to that bank. So number one, you get the value of the relationship of the person who's dealing with you, Number two, they manage a lot of the process because going to get a bank loan is a bitch, and they ask for a lot of information, rightly so, because you're you're taking their money. And um, you know, a good loan broker is going to do that for you on spec, meaning that they're doing that work for you um, on the on the promise that you're going to buy your, lang- your, your or get your loan through that uh, lender so you know they manage a lot of details and also you know something that can't be forgotten is as much technology as we can use to uh, cut people out of the equation which can be nice in some cases when you're looking for a loan and you're in a distressed position it's it's scary and uncomfortable and can be an emotional process and so a really good loan broker is going to be sensitive to that they're going to be understanding about that and they're going to simplify the process for you so that it's really easy to understand you're, you're not getting so much information, you get lost, you're not getting so little information, you don't know what's happening. And um, that's the message really, is that just because someone is brokering something doesn't inherently mean they they lack value. In fact, a good one brings more value than you realize. So pay attention to that stuff, especially if you're looking for a loan to start a business that is not a software technology company. Because, um, you know, banks are probably not likely to touch that because even though you think you're going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg, they don't. So, you know, have realistic expectations and work with professionals that can really help you out. last thing I want to say on the subject of finance especially with these big banks um, as part of the conversation is the distinction between venture capital and traditional bank lending and obviously there's a lot of differences but you know one of the main differences that I think is really important especially for young people looking at starting a business you know it's really sexy sounds really good right to get a check for a million dollars, or to get an investment round for five, 10, 15, 20 million dollars to build your unicorn and whatever. Um, however, what a lot of people don't realize going into those kind of situations is that it's not all Shark Tank, um, you know, in good fun. It's not all um, fair valuations, and it's also not all fair payback because, you know, someone could value your business one way but ask to get paid back in an entirely different one and you can end up losing your shirt and, and mostly end up losing control, power, or um, decision-making capability and, and trusting that someone who's an expert at finance knows more about your business or building a business in your industry than you do. And I mean, that's almost definitely not the case. You know, it's, it's, it's unlikely that someone who's worked at Goldman Sachs their whole life um, and now has a, has a venture fund knows anything about software development or fashion or you know whatever your thing is so that's one thing um, and they also you know what what a VC wants is a hundred X return but you know they'll take as low as 10 or you know whatever but they're looking for cra- they want to invest a half million to get 50 million on the sell side it's a lot of fucking money it's it's a lot of pressure to put on a young company also So now traditional banking products probably are not appropriate if you want to start a software development company um, just because it's a very high risk, high competitive environment. But if you want to flip houses or if you want to start a restaurant or, you know, something that's tangible and more conservative or traditional, um, a traditional bank might listen to that. They might hear that. They might be interested in that. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, if you're going to a local bank, you might be, have to start smaller, but you're, you're going to retain a lot more control and you're going to pay back a lot less money over time because they don't take the same kind of interest because they're not taking the same kind of risk. And I think that's really important. And I'm not saying that VCs are bad. And, you know, I think I've actually under appreciated the value of that kind of investment um, in the past. But it's just not appropriate for everything. And it's also a, it's a big risk. You know, it sounds like, how is it a risk to get millions of dollars, but you don't get millions of dollars. I mean, that investment goes to developing your office and your product and hiring a bunch of people. I mean, you hear it frequently about founders that, you know, had a huge valuation, but they're sleeping in their fucking car. I mean, it happens. It really happens. And so when you're looking at financing, just realize that, you know you've, you've been and this is especially to younger people you've been fed information about how it works and here's the truth in a private company there's a lot of options to you you're not regulated in the same kind of way um there's a lot of options so When you're looking, if you're looking to launch a business, start one, grow one, whatever, if you're looking at financing for any reason at all, realize that there's a lot more options out there and that if you can afford it or if you are willing to trust and can find someone you can trust that can help you in a more spec opportunity like they get paid on the once the deal closes. um, Those can be incredibly important things and very valuable people to help you navigate those sharky waters and get the best deal. So, hope you enjoyed the, uh, the episode today. Stay tuned for Made From Scratch, where we talk more about finance, media, marketing, whatever else pops into my little brain. So, uh, have an awesome Saturday. Unless you're listening to this on a podcast in the future, then enjoy whatever day it happens to be. Peace, everybody.